Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Let's go! Hey, kids. Hey, Dad. War crimes will be prosecuted. I chose this profession, so therefore I, I earned beer. You want to go to the matinee? The feeling is definitely there. You don't know my name! It's a new morning in America. This is the old dude, Howard J. Reynolds. Step into my office. There's not going to be too many punks. Don't you stop worrying about the punks? Ah, you! That's my name! Yeah, let's go to the punk Introducing for your listening pleasure. Here we go, High Fives Podcast, episode 77. Mike's here. Mike? I'm here and alive. <laughs> Come on, Mike. You got to project positivity to get it. <laughs> is, there, yeah. is there a lot to be positive about these days? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> We're up. Yeah. We got, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm seeing you uh, on a computer screen that's a positive yeah there you go there, now you're projecting you have a you have some pretty cool shorts on yeah you weren't supposed to talk about the shorts but they're pretty cool <laughs> they are pretty cool but let's leave it at that all right all right episode 77 it's the top five songs about shows or on with the shows i had show must go on Okay. I, I like that we, we bring our own ideas of what these episodes are to the live recording. Yeah, Nathan, I would like you to explain how this one is different than the tour episode, because as I was doing different. my list, I was struggling with the crossovers of that. It's very different. Yes. 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 So Go ahead. For all you hecklers, Mike included. Um, yes, we did do an episode that was top five songs from the road. This is very different. A show is one part of the road. The road is, I mean, should I just start pulling lyrics at this point? Like <laughs> <laughs> the road is varied, Mike. It's, it's all kinds of adventure awaits you on the road. The show is just one part of the road. The show you can play from your hometown. You don't even have to hit the road to go to the show. Hey, you can just play a show in your room now. I know that you haven't been to a lot of shows in your in, in the last 20 years. Wow. But 20? <laughs> I say so. That's that's low, Nathan. <laughs> it's true. And yes, you you're right. You can play a show from your home. Nonetheless, I mean, we are kind of at that point, right? Where, you know, at least a lot of places in the states like I'm seeing a lot more shows happening, even though there are still a lot of shows being canceled as well. And yeah, like, well, we're getting to that point where it's it's going to happen now, I think. Uh, yeah, I think chunking. so, too. Are there any shows you're looking forward to, Nathan? Are you ready to go to a show now? I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready yet. I mean, Alberta just reopened today for the, I don't know, how many times have we done this? Um, it's so, over, Nate. It's over. Yeah, I got right. COVID, so it's over now. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you outed yourself. Yeah. Good I got for you. I got it, so it's fine now. Like, <laughs> I feel like but, shit, but I got it, and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna honk my horn now, later, and then we'll we'll see what happens. Do you get something in the mail? Does the Alberta government give you a certificate? 
Thanks for thanks for not dying. Sorry, that's that's really low. I apologize to anybody that may have lost somebody. That's I shouldn't joke about that. I I don't know. I I feel like if there was a show tomorrow, if I had tickets to a show tomorrow, I probably wouldn't go. Um, I bought tickets, you know, back in September of this year, or I guess of last year now. Um, I reluctantly bought tickets to see Propaganda. Another guy, uh, a buddy, was saying, "Come on, let's let's go do it. Come on, come on." And like we bought the tickets like well in advance, and I thought, well, maybe. Maybe we'll be there. And we weren't. And Propaganda did the right thing and they canceled the show. And yep. then they deferred it to January. And then by the time December rolled around, they canceled it again. And they were like, we're going to try September of next year. Oh, it's not till September now? No, well, not till September. That's fair. That's a, that's a fair distance to hope that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel for these bands that are like, you know, they're having to cancel tours. Like setting up a tour is not an easy thing. No. So to have to cancel it over and over and over again, like no one wants to do that, right? So I think we are getting to that point, though, where, you know, at least when travel becomes a little bit more, like a lot of the the tours I'm seeing do not come into Canada. They're just, you know, in the U.S. And these are tours that would normally come to Canada. So I think that barrier is still a bit of, of a troubling one. Um, but we... You, me, we have tickets to uh, Hot Water Music, Menzingers, Oso Oso, and Sincere Engineer. Yeah, I, in do you think it's going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. It's. It, I'm going to go. I think. I think by April we'll, we'll have a good sense. Yeah. Sorry, of, I should say if things go the right way, I will go. Right. Right. Yeah. There's still a lot of time between now and then, but like, Lord Jane Grace has a show coming up next month, and like. That feels a little too early for me. Like, yeah, same. Someone asked me if I wanted to go to that, and I was like, you know, I don't know. It's, we'll see what the numbers are like, but it's not looking yeah. good for me. Yeah. There's a lot up in the air still. A lot up in the air. So the answer to your question is it's a lot different, Mike. <laughs> I thought about it, and I was going to give you a hard time on it. I didn't think we were going to go this far in, into it. So <laughs> I thought you were going to give me a one-liner, but but you really thought about it. But I was going to say the reason I let it go is because shows were so important the idea of going to a show was so important and i was thinking about how hard this would have been if i were in high school still because going to shows were such a part important part of our high school life like totally. that was our going to parties that was like that's how we met friends that's that was our like weekends and like i think that's something that transcends through punk rock specifically punk rock in that this community exists Totally. Where that's your fun time, your like existence. Like, like I think one of our friends was discussing, I don't know if you skipped on this chat in this group chat thing with our friends, but one of their significant others had brought up that they asked if we were cool in high school. And I had never really thought of it because I didn't feel like I needed to be cool in high school, not because of like some sort of thing, but we had our group of friends, but we didn't go to like high school parties. We went to shows on the weekend with kids from all over the city and out of town and like I never once thought anything of it because we had like a hundred kids at those things. So like it felt like I was at a party. There might there was not drinking or anything, but that was our party. So like to yeah. me, I was like, oh, that's a good way to think of in a positive way about shows coming back and stuff like that. Even though I might be nervous and maybe not thinking it's the right time, but I can see how this would be great for our community and stuff like that. And that's that's thought out, Mike. That's that's a really good observation. I, I don't think at the time, certainly, that we were thinking about, 
you know, what shows meant to us because it was just what we did. Right. But exactly. like, looking back on it, like, yeah, I mean, it's different than a lot of the people we went to school with. And I'm grateful for, you know, a lot of those experiences. And it kind of informed us as adults, too. Like, I still go to a lot like I would say a lot of shows like for yeah and see my my dad going to as many concerts <laughs> as I do you know when he was in his 40s right so I think my mom went and saw the Eagles on their on their reunion tour but she might have been younger than me now anyways <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh to shows happening again and just like it's it's just been long overdue and that's really why you know I, I thought that doing something like this would be fun because we're, we're just kind of turning that corner I think like maybe for real this this one feels the most real it does feel it does feel as nervous as i am and uncomfortable with the political nature of the speed i do think there is some some merit to how to the hope that this might be the last hurrah before we start getting to the last boo mike yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's no who in this in this boo uh-huh. so anyways nathan what have you been listening to <laughs> well mike let me tell you let me tell you what i've been listening to here's a good here's a good little segue i didn't even try from... on that segue i was just like <laughs> fuck this we're done with this conversation what have you been listening to nathan <laughs> i i think you did try i think you were looking for your opening i could see your eyes get wild well, they were wild <laughs> that's just the covid left over <laughs> <laughs> here's a good segue between the pandemic and music uh i've been listening to that josh freeze album uh called just a minute volume one which is aptly titled uh because they're songs that are just one minute long <laughs> so if you like these songs or even if you don't like them it's like the perfect amount of time that by the time you're ready to like fast forward it, it's over. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what you want to hear in a song. The album's okay. I like it, but if I didn't like it, it's so quick that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a sign of our times. doesn't really matter. <laughs> There's 20 songs. So you're bound to like something on it. Um, and if you know uh, of josh freeze or if you follow josh freeze on any of you know the the social channels um this album is about exactly what you'd expect it's it's weird but awesome is it um, uh is it similar to his like solo one that he put out years ago on kung fu records or whatever like the silver one that's kind of i never listened to it uh, so i have no idea I, I don't know any of his solo um music from before um but what i can tell you is it it's multi-genre he plays you know everything on it and i think it's just recorded in his you know sort of basement studio um here maybe some of the songs will will help you to understand uh a little bit more mike uh songs like ain't nothing funny about 2020 or the dwarves and the queens which is about a beef between josh homie from queens of the stone age and blag from the dwarves um (laughs) Can't get married, can't get buried, which is about just that, you know, because there was this year or two where you couldn't do either of those things. Uh, get have a wedding or he's a, a funeral. clever fellow. He is clever. Uh, headlock, headlock, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, sold. And I just why didn't you tell I me can't... about this? <laughs> you saved was, it for I'm this. I'm telling eh? you right now. <laughs> 
I can't help but collect these time capsules of the pandemic. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like these will be such important, like as ridiculous as Hold that on. sounds. No one is going to go back in like 40 years and be like, that Josh Freeze album was important. Okay. Important <laughs> might've been the bad, a bad word choice, but nonetheless, like these not, not important per se, but I think they do, they do pull from the time. Yeah, that's fair. My next choice, Mike, is uh, Fast Eddie with an album, that's the band, with an album called Take a Look. Uh, they are Denver's own Fast Eddie, originally a side project um, out of other Denver bands that I didn't recognize. Uh, but they're this band uh, that went from being the side project to the forward project uh, <laughs> is named after their old drug dealer, <laughs> Fast Eddie. I work for a guy named Fast Eddie. He also deals drugs. <laughs> I have no doubt. I think that that's like being Sinbad, right? Like what options do you have in front of you? Pirate, comedian, <laughs> fast Eddie. Oh man. Laborer, drug dealer. Uh, anyways, straight up fun as hell rock and roll album. Um, I would say the vibes kind of similar to like the new swears or the helicopters, um, but kind of a, a brand of its own s still. Have you, have you listened to that one at all? I did. I enjoyed and? it. I enjoyed it. It had the good Rocky feel to it. I thought that was something you might enjoy. Yeah, I did. I got two more for you because you were so upset last time that I only brought three. I brought four. Your ideal. Excellent. Excellent. For the for the what I've been listening Thanks to for following category. The rules, Nate. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Comeback Kid, Heavy Steps. Um, I, I just love this album. I keep putting it on. I like this brand of hardcore. Um but like a lot of times it's in moderation. Um, I've got to be very much in the right mood, but this album is the right mood. Like just start to finish. I really like this album. Um, I'm also not a big video guy, but the video for the first track, have you, have you seen that video? No, I haven't actually. They're, they're playing like a kid's 12 year old birthday. And, you know, I mean, it's it's a fast, aggressive song. So, you know, the contrast is pretty hilarious. It very much has that like ruined Johnny's bar mitzvah kind of vibe to it. Um, but, yeah, I just keep putting this album on. Um, I think it's kind of a new vibe for this band, but like that isn't quite new at all. Like it still pulls from like the spirit that is Comeback Kid. But there is there's something different about it. And I, I really dig the artwork on it, too. I like it a lot too. I can see how people who are big comeback kid fans wouldn't maybe feel like it was polished. It's got a gloss to it that's maybe not there. But I find that this that hardcore has a lot of that gloss anyway. Like totally. Like I don't get the like if you listen to New York hardcore, I can see and you're like, well, I don't want to listen to that. But like I feel like all those bands basically from that era and on sound like this. Like they've got like like super polished guitar riffs and stuff like that that yeah. are like you can see the studio influence and like the effort put in and like just the the sound quality is different so i don't i don't know like i know in our chat there was some talk about it being like what do they call it nightclub hardcore which is such a bizarre <laughs> yeah. thing to me so i'm like yeah i've never been to a nightclub where they played hardcore except for when i played at a nightclub and i don't think anybody liked the hardcore and no one danced to it for sure <laughs> yeah 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 uh yeah, I guess. I don't know. But I agree with you. I think there is a lot of polish to, you know, uh, a lot of the uh, the music from this this specific genre. Um, I do got to say, though, like going back to the artwork, like for a 
for a world where artwork is becoming less and less important, um, I, it's really cool. Like it just, it really stands out for me. I would think that artwork should be more important now. Like when I see a thing on like on Apple music or something, I'm like, there's so many times I'll check out a band just because of the artwork now. Like, I feel like bands should put more effort in, but I do agree. Like so many bands just don't put the effort anymore. It is nice to see when a band puts in the effort yeah. for like a solid like album cover. Well, I mean, when you think of how small the thumbnail is, right? Yeah. Like, why would you put all that work? Yeah. Like, you're just trying to get something that's eye-catching, not necessarily, like, Yeah, I guess I'm always, I've always been attracted to album art cover. Like, that's, that's I don't know, that's a thing of mine for how I discover bands and stuff. So maybe I'm, I'm in the minority on that anyway. Maybe. Last uh, my one, last maybe. one. Last one. <laughs> Anxious. Little Greenhouse. Have you listened to this one? I did. I really like this one as well. You're Me too. hitting it out of the park today. Uh, this is a debut album uh, from this band, Anxious. I had never heard of them before. Um, I've been listening to, to some older Jimmy World lately, and this album kind of feels like pulling from the aggressive nature of like the older Jimmy World, like kind of static mm-hmm. meets like the mid-career of Bleed. Like that kind of polished, catchy melody of the of uh, Jimmy World's mid career. So like, that's kind of where I I lump this in. Like in, in the in the sense that like they're kind of bringing these two sounds from different years, from from different times spanning. Uh, you know, like really like the 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 emo genre of like late nineteen nineties to you know today's like twenty twenties even. Yeah, I caught it. Like, I, it's interesting you said that because I, I didn't see the Jimmy World comparison, but I really, I thought they had like a kinship with like um, Jawbox and um, Seaweed, like those kind okay. of bands that were like on that cusp of those kind of that indie emo stuff. Like, yeah. I felt like they were like a newer version of that. But yeah, I hear but, that. But too. I see that in the Jimmy, that first, those first few Jimmy Worlds are kind of like that too, like stuck in yeah. that, like, trying to find out their own sound not overly melodic and kind of like you know in a lot of places sonically and yeah i i really like it i think this is a real standout like the amount of music i've consumed mike just since our last podcast is insane it feels like more than last year all (laughs) all together i was pretty i was pretty slow but again just because i was sick i took like two weeks of my life off (laughs) well you are fairly slow to begin i'm also a slow person (laughs) mike what have you been listening to first band is a band called forever unclean okay yes it's their they're a danish band it's their debut full length and i would say it's like a pop punk album but like a little grittier and rougher around the edges totally actual pop punk but like yeah it's got pop punk sensibilities like in the in the vein of like Ladderman or those kind of bands but it's it's just grittier it doesn't sound as like put together which is it works for them. it's really cool um i check it out if, if you like that kind of stuff i think it's going to be one of those albums that people talk about for a bit uh next one was the ricky rochelle solo album so far good nice uh if you don't know who ricky rochelle is is a singer from the young rochelles and new rochelles uh if you're a fan of those bands you'll probably love this it's a little more polished and it's got a few more genre shifts than than the straight ahead like Ramon's core thing. So um 
it's worth checking out. I like when uh when someone does a solo and they experiment a little bit, but you can still see where they're coming from. So it's not and like they total... don't pick up the acoustic. Yeah, there's no yeah, there's not that thing either. So anyway, it's pretty cool. Um, it's worked well for Ricky. I recommend checking it out. Uh, a band called Sweat with the album Gotta Give It Up. They're a hardcore band from LA and it's out on Pirate Press. That's an album. As soon as I saw the artwork, I was like, I got to pick that up. And when I listened yeah. to it, it's just um, there's something different about it. It's a hardcore yeah. album, but it doesn't feel like a hardcore album. Yeah, but it's not a punk album. Uh, there's just something different about it. And it's like you can tell it's something special just listening to it. Like, did you get that feeling when you listen to it? Like, like it's a genre it's shift or something like something's going to click there, I think. It's definitely different. It, um Go ahead. For sir. sure. I, I, I don't I don't know what it is either. There's there's something in there and like the artwork kind of lends itself to the sound of it. Like it's yeah. it's almost expected without knowing what to expect. Like at times I was like, it's almost like the Murder City Devils wrote a hardcore album. Yeah, it's cool. Like I, I haven't listened to it enough, but it's on my list to uh to mm-hmm. listen to more. And last one is a band called Parties with a Z at the end. And <laughs> it's an EP. They're from Chicago. They're a power pop band featuring members of Kitty Hawk, Annabelle, and Dowsing. Uh, it's more pop punk and power pop than emo, than the, like their other bands. Uh, but you still get traces of that emo sound. So if you're looking, if you like those, I would uh, recommend checking it out. So a little quick listen, but uh, I look forward to a full length from them. And that's what I've been listening to, Nathan. Parties with a Z. Yeah. Whew. I don't know if I'm ready for that, Mike. You know what's serious? You know it's a party if you spell party with a Z at the end of it. Yeah, you know it's serious, yeah. that's for sure. On with the show? On with this show, talking about that show. Oh, that would have Number been a good, one, good song to use. Son of a bitch. <laughs> on with the show? On with the show. I used it. I used it uh, with the Get Up Kids cover oh. once upon a time. I think it was for the covers, the second covers. Oh, okay. I mean, I know you're in the habit of reusing music, but uh, I'd like to discourage it. (laughs) I'm going to cry. This is a band from, well, this is an album, an EP, if you will, from 2010. Um, This is a band that's very confusing to me because of their name, mostly. Um, The band's called Sharks. And I originally thought that this band was... One in the same with what what has become uh, apparent to me was an, is an English band called Sharks as well. And then there's also another band that I think is like putting music out currently called We Were Sharks, which I thought maybe like they couldn't use the name Sharks anymore. So now they call themselves We Were Sharks. So hold on a second. I don't think that's true either. Hold on. There's two. Okay. There's two bands called Sharks. I, I think so. <laughs> I know there's a band from England called Sharks that kind of yeah. had a gaslight anthem kind of sound to them. Yeah. So and this is a different thought, Sharks band. <laughs> I thought that this was that same band, but like when I looked them up today, this EP doesn't show up in their discography and oh. it's very different. Like it's not the same music. It could be like a progression, but from where this album also sits within their discography, it doesn't line up crazy. So there is another band called sharks and neither of these are, we yeah, were, sharks. I know we were sharks is a different <laughs> band. Cause I once was like, did sharks change their name to, we were sharks. I did that a long time ago myself thinking the same thing. 
And when you start Googling sharks, not an easy one. It's not a lot of bands that pop up. (laughs) So, anyways, this is a band called Sharks. And this song and EP 2010, very much of the time. Uh, that brand of pop punk that was very much like teamed up with that hardcore scene, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's got like kind of that four years strong flavor, you know, it's extra poppy, it's extra glossy, it's extra cheesy, but nonetheless catchy as hell. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I really felt like this could have been the theme song for this episode. Um, The song's called Welcome to the Show, and it's by a band called sharks off of their ep holy rip holy rip interesting okay yeah well that other sharks band doesn't sound anything like this so no <laughs> but weird right and yeah. i i did think they were one in the same i just thought well maybe they went from bob and the saggots to the men singers just and just didn't change their name who knows you know, they kind of <laughs> went from sharks to sharks but there was a big departure in their sound i i don't think they're the same band huh. interesting Cool. I don't know this band at all then. (laughs) I know the other sharks, but I don't know this band sharks at all. But that's interesting. Strap in, Mike. I'm excited. Some of that strap in. I find those bands with like that sound you're describing are so good at like a one song. Like usually the album's like most of the album is good. But like (laughs) if you heard the ones, like just hear one song, you're like, that's a great song. But like after the third one, you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pop punk isn't dead. I get it. You defended it. They do a Kesha cover on this same EP. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Very of the time, hey? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mike? Okay, my first one is a band who released an album last year. The band is called Oh The Humanity. The album is called Oh The Humanity. <laughs> nice. And the song is called Everyone in Gainesville Looks Like Someone I Know. Nice. So this song is about going to fest and playing fest and all the good stuff about it. So I figured I might come out, might as well come out of the gates with something about playing and going to shows that captures the fun and the feeling of punk rock shows and festivals and that community about belonging. Um, there's something, like I said before, there's something comfort, comforting about going to punk rock shows if you grew up around it. Whether it's a local show with 15 people or something as big as Fest, you just feel like there's a part of community. So I wanted to go with an opening track with, that encompassed that. It's a great track. It's a great album. So, yeah, that's what I went with. See, this is not, neither of these are from the road. They couldn't fit into that, Mike. This, this could cross. No, okay, no, okay, okay. No, it's, it's, it's not. All it right. doesn't fit. All right. It's a square peg in a round hole, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Sharks. And? Everyone in Gainesville looks like someone I know. Oh, the humanity.
You can tell it's been a long time since we've talked to one another when we go on for a good 30 minutes off the yeah. top, right? Yeah, it almost sometimes is better for the podcast, but not better for my life. Oh, that's sweet. There was, there was something sweet in there, Mike. Yeah. Sweet like candy. It's Valentine's Day, Nate. You know, it is Valentine's I'm emo, Day. emo in the streets and emo in the sheets with you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> so emotional. Uh, How was your Valentine's Day, Mike? I hate Valentine's Day. I don't care. All about right, it. all right. And yours? Uh well, I'm I'm doing it right here. Yeah, well, with you. I told you, <laughs> Moke. <laughs> what up? I celebrate. I celebrated Valentine's Day yesterday. I assumed because you canceled yeah. our recording. That's right. <laughs> here we are today. Me, and you didn't talk about the Super Bowl, so I assume <laughs> there was two I things mean, that you could have canceled. So- Cancels for yesterday. <laughs> what are the Would other? I talk about the Super Bowl? Probably not. Super Bowl? Mm, probably not. No. My next song comes from a band that has even more name issues that I discovered today, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> and oddly enough, is a connection to sharks. Really? Yeah. Which sharks, though? All right. I'm going to, here we go. Okay. Here we go. The band is called Great White. Oh, <laughs> not spelled the same way. I'm only just finding this out right now. Like it's it's happening now, Mike. It's okay. happening right uh, now. Okay, okay. Great White is the name of the band. Um, and I chose a, a song off of their debut album, The Suburbs Have Ruined My Life. And when I looked at this album today, and, you know, I was looking at, you know, some things and like went to their band camp and things like that. They've just like canceled their band camp page. And it's like, we have a new name, but <laughs> go and figure it out yourself. They didn't say that, but like, it wasn't like, and here's our new name. Well, wasn't there, so, a, wasn't there an eighties metal band called great white? Oh yeah. They don't spell it the same way. Oh, okay. Great white. The eighties band would have been W H I T E. Mm-hmm. This is W I G H T. Okay. Um. So, anyways, their new name is actually proper. And I remember I was listening to these guys. Oh. Not. I know this band. Like. Okay. But oh. did you know that they were formerly called Great White? Yeah, I played them on the podcast before. I I don't know. <laughs> They're an awesome band. They are an awesome band. Yeah, and they changed their name to Proper quite a while ago now. Like, like over like maybe even two years ago. They they might even have two albums under Proper. Well, they have one for sure that came out in 2019, and they have a new one coming out in 2022. Mm-hmm. They're really good. They are really good. But, like, this whole thing was just, like, it was kind of weird because, like, I had been listening to them the other day, and then I thought, well, this album came out in 2017. Like, I, have they not done anything since? There must be something coming. And then I went into this dive and found out, oh, they changed their name and you had to go find out what their name was and all this kind of stuff. So anyways, I think I might have even played this, the suburbs of ruin. I think that's a title track and I think I might've played it on the podcast once before. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I did not pick that track. Good. (laughs) Not that you care. Because you called me out on playing songs twice. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But I chose the song Curtains Up, It's Showtime. Ah, which is, I don't think, I think we can now decide it was not the song you chose. It 100% was not. All right. Well, there you go. I really love the honesty of this song. And a lot of their lyrics are very just like open and honest and vulnerable and just kind well, of I think a lot of it is deal- dealing with being 
queer and a person of color. Yes. Like most of the album is, I think, that. And But there's no guard around it. No, and no, it's awesome. that's what I really appreciate about this album. Yeah. And this song, which is very much talking about, you know, being on stage and worried that people aren't going to care about what he has to say. And, you know, for anyone who's ever been on stage before, for whatever reason, you know that the only way to survive is to push out confidence as hard as you possibly can. And this song is like a word for word account of the internal monologue that is inside everybody's head, which is complete counter to that stance. Mm -hmm. Even in the way that this song is sung, like you hear the insecurity being sung. Um, and I, I just, I really love that. I love the vulnerability. I love the honesty. Um, you know, for anyone who's ever gotten in front of any kind of audience for whatever, this song really just does validate all of those feelings that you have. And funny enough, there's a follow-up to this song on the 2019 album, uh, their sophomore release uh, that album was called I Spent the Winter Writing Songs About Getting Better, which should have been called, by the way, we changed our name to Proper. <laughs> and uh, the song is Curtains Down, Throw in the Towel. So there you go. There's 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 some that was a good history pick, lessons that, that in there deep, for you, Mike. Deep cut and a good, good pick. Thanks, pal. Uh, okay, so my next one is a band that's that's fairly popular. But I... I had this on my list. I took it off. I had it on. It's too funny not to put on. The band is Alkaline Trio. The song is Goodbye Fire Island. Goodbye Fire Island. Nice. Off this is this thing cursed. And if I could speak properly, you would have understood that whole thing, but I can't. So <laughs> anyway, uh, I had to add this on because I couldn't help and see the obvious comparisons with that We Were Young festival in Las Vegas and the Fire Festival. <laughs> like, just because it's so topical to right now, like, it just seems like this festival is going to be a disaster. Right. I want to be happy for all the people excited about this show, but man, it seems so plastic and so horrible. Right. <laughs> just like Fire Festival. And then I just think it's hilarious that Alkaline Trio wrote the song because Skiba started saying that he cursed Fire Festival because he didn't want to play it with Blink-182. So... <laughs> Anyway, I guess after my last one where I said shows rule, not all shows are good. Some suck like Fire Festival and probably this We Were Young Festival. I honestly can't believe anyone thought Fire Festival was going to work. Like that was the most insane thing. To, and maybe it's because of how I saw it. Like I got to see the fallout before it happened and I got to watch it from, you know, a documentary standpoint, but like um, everything that was presented was like, come on. I think this we all is know. not going to work. I think we all know Skiba cursed it and that's why it didn't work. Otherwise it would have been a success. <laughs> He's a warlock. He, that's what he says. Yeah. That's what he says. <laughs> it's interesting. The person that plays guitar in Blink-182, isn't it? <laughs> warlock. You know, from Tom, the, uh, the believer to Matt, the warlock. Yeah, like, well, I wonder who they'd get next. Probably someone super religious. Yeah? You think that's where yeah. it's headed? Yeah. No. The Pope no. starts the Pope. playing in Blink-182. The guy from Under Oath. Cool youth pastor. <laughs> really hip with the kids. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's a great pick, Mike. Real Thanks. good pick. Real Thank strong. You. 
Curtains up. It's showtime. Great White and... El Calantrio, Goodbye Fire Island, off Is This Thing Cursed. What the hell was I thinking? This is too much too soon. All these people crowded in this tiny room. Does it help that I don't know any of you? But I gotta get over this stage fright somehow. If I can do this in front of my mirror, why can't I just get this over with right now? I'm just so scared that no Lights 
which is not something I do a lot of and something that you do a lot of. Uh, we've both been reading Sellout, and uh, we bought our copies. Th- mm-hmm. These were not sent to us. Um, and, we don't uh, have that kind of pull in, in the world yet. <laughs> Dan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm really enjoying it. There, there are not a lot of books that I'm like, I really can't, like I really struggle to put that down. And uh, I'm really enjoying this book. I, I know that you're fairly well versed in a lot of these stories, um, but you've got to be finding out some interesting things as as you go along that things that you didn't know, because I feel like this book really does dig deep into a lot of things that like people like yourself would be kind of like, oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, now that I'm getting into the later chapters, there's less I know about that stuff, which is weird because I was probably that's when I was really working at the record store and like dealing with record label reps and our label was probably doing the best it was doing at the time. 
and like I was like actively dealing with radio stations and and stuff but that those later bands I know less about what I do find super interesting in all the cases is how guilty they all seem to have felt and how much they basically not not screwed in the like way that you think they got screwed but like how it broke them even though they were successful it seems like they yeah. all were like a little bit of them died doing it and it's like yeah they didn't have the same solid experiences like we had as like and we, and like i would say you and me grew up in that era of calling these bands sellouts like yeah, now totally. i would never do that now i'm like oh we're old I, no i know but i respect them like you have to do to make a living and like i just find that they didn't really sell out their like production right they just no it's more like they sold out like they just selling out what they enjoyed about doing it almost seems and it, and i also yeah, find yeah, it yeah. interesting that a lot of them admit to have making more money before they signed the major label deal which is something i had always heard right but it doesn't seem that way when you see bands on tv and bands no longer riding in a van they're riding in a bus you think oh they've made it but like the majority of them seem to be like, yeah, well, we made more money if we were on Fat Records or, or something. I mean, like that. the exception is definitely Blink or Green that, Day, I guess, and Green Day, totally. But yeah, you're right. A lot of the others, like it, it seems to have broke them in some way. Whether they, you know, that was the end of the band. Whether there was a break after that, like that seems to be the common thread. I do like too how the, all the chapters kind of connect. You know, like you couldn't just. You wouldn't get the same out of a chapter if you just picked one of the bands halfway through the book. Mm -hmm. You you get much more out of the book as an entirety because they all kind of connect. There's there's similar characters that keep popping up. You know, well, it's chronological. It's, it's chronological in, in many sure, ways too, right? Like I wouldn't have necessarily thought that all these bands that didn't even necessarily know each other would have touched each other in the same way. You know, whether that's through a producer or whether that's through, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a, an A&R rep or something like that. Like those names seem to be coming up all the time. Yeah, it, it's a really good read. Uh, I'm, I have one chapter left. So oh, I wow. just just before we finished, started recording, I just finished the Rise Against chapter. And I feel like I've gained a new respect for Rise Against that I didn't have before. Nice. So, What's your favorite one so far? Favorite chapter so far? Yeah. I learned the most in the at the drive-in one. Nice. Because uh, it's a band I really like, but I had always kind of heard negative things about personalities. And I feel right. like reading that, I have more empathy for the personalities and stuff. And I understand a lot of the stuff that happened, like a little bit better. And I, and I would say the My Chemical Romance one is pretty interesting too. Cool. But only because like that, the guy that runs that label sounds, the label before sounds pretty interesting. <laughs> He's the same guy <laughs> in the Thursday chapter. Okay. <laughs> He's, I almost want to, I almost want to know more about that label because both those bands were bands I discovered via like early on internet nerdiness, like going on mp3.com. Like when you're talking about the label, you mean victory? No. No, um, I eyeball records or something. It's a Jersey label. Oh, eyeball records. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. that guy's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are just a bunch of nerds or something. He says on numerous <laughs> occasions. Nice. Anyway, I just can't believe Thursday was thought to be the next Nirvana. Like you see that, you know, you see that comparison with Green Day as well. But like, no one actually meant like 
sonically. They just yeah. meant like in terms of popularity, right? But yeah. like they actually thought Thursday had that sound capability to be the next Nirvana, which I, I think that's I such an that acquired all, but... taste band. Like that that's not going to be the band that like really reaches out to the masses. I think you have to also understand we are coming at it from a different angle. We saw all the bands that led up to that. Like we saw Screamo bands before. It's not like they're like, I know they, they did something a little bit different, but they were like that different than like any of the Screamo bands. Right. Or emo bands like that we grew up with. Like they were just, I guess that's kind of my point though. Right. Like, like why, why, why it was them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't understand that kind of stuff. But I also was thinking about this today. We didn't get the same exposure. So like in the States, they got more like all these bands got radio play. Like we really right. didn't get radio play right. here for like a band like Thursday or. You mentioned that about Ska too. It was, yeah, like, it, it we was just similar don't, in that same like, way. We don't have that. We didn't get that same much music thing. It would be like you still only had you still only got that in the in that like segmented time slot like Blink did let's say but we never even had like like damn it wasn't on the radio here or any of that it was really on anima when we started hearing them on the radio or seeing right. music videos outside of like loud like much loud or like the was what was the one that sukin had the show sukin lee or whatever do you remember oh the wedge the wedge like the like that was the only time you saw those videos you didn't see yeah. them on like the much music like top 30 countdown or whatever they used to do or right Master T wasn't talking about it. <laughs> Not until later. Yeah, but like later on, yeah. Where I feel like reading this book, it sounds like like there were billboards and like yeah, actual like publicity that we just didn't get in Canada. So we maybe we totally. have a little bit warped sense of like how big these were. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That's 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 a good observation to make. And uh I mean now it's all equalized, right? Cuz we all have the same Yeah, you completely know, completely different and, now ability to you know grab it whatever right so yep. all right mike on with the show my next song comes from a band called the dirty nil with an album called master volume the song is called hit the lights and this song is just get off the back wall because here we go <laughs> you it's should be just, uh you should have been writing stuff in in 19 <laughs> late 1990s 2000s ar world if, I, if you ever finish that delorean i'll go back and do it yeah uh this is just one of those songs uh where like you just know the room erupts when they play this song like, i don't know if they open with this song but like it's just smash you in the mouth motorhead vibe right out of the gates and it just keeps going from the word go right until the end. And this is the song to get everybody fired up. I'm actually so, surprised this song has never been picked up by like, or maybe it has, but like stadiums in Canada because it, it's they're Canadian, right? So I always yeah. kind of, it feels like it'd be like the perfect song to use for like Hockey Night in Canada or it's something. Too it's, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't do it. You know more about that world than I do. I don't. I know nothing about that. You know more about that world. You go to the games. I don't go no, to the games. No, but you're, uh, you worked the games in that. Yeah, sure. But like, I, I don't know how, I don't know how those decisions get right. made. This, this just feels too much. This is, this is on our side of punk rock, not their side. I heard Taking you know Back I mean? Sunday at a game the other day on TV. I thought that was oh, weird. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Yeah, that seems like a deep cut. Yeah. That seems like somebody like Some so DJ I remember, like, someone like me's got a job there and like, I'm gonna slip this song in there. <laughs> yeah, but there are people like that. Like I remember one of the first times I heard the gaslight anthem was at a Flames game. Oh, and they use gaslight like, all the time. Yeah, the guy that does it is like, you know, like into punk rock. And oh, he was really? like, Oh yeah, you haven't heard these guys? And I was like, No. And this is like right when Sink or Swim came out. Huh. And so it was like before a lot of people had heard of of that band. And so I went home and checked it out that night. But yeah, it's it's totally just one of those insiders, like working from the inside. Well that's why sometimes Chuck Reagan's played and I'm just like, that's yeah. an odd choice. Yeah. Who who is it? I thought that, I well whatever. We can, talk I off, can never tell you. Tough air. <laughs> Offline. We'll take this conversation yeah. offline. Mike, what did you have for number three? Well, Nate, this is the song that I wanted to pick that I knew you were going to make fun of me for. Because I feel like when it came out, you made fun of the song. So <laughs> I made uh, fun of a lot of things I when know. it came out. And like, I, I, I've, eat, I've eaten a lot of crow since. All right. I still feel like you're going to make fun of it. Because it, it is kind of cheap. I would never make fun of you. Not openly. Of, okay. Band's Good Riddance. Song is, Excellent. Song is Salt. Off ballads from the revolution. This is one of my least favorite good riddance. Songs. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, I get it, I get it. I, I'm, 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 I'm here for you, and I'm with you, Mike. So, I understand the song is cheesy, but okay. I also think a band like Good Riddance and a band like Propagandy probably get so frustrated at a show because a chunk of their audience does not give a shit about what they're saying. Right. They're there to bust heads and crush, totally. crush beers and, and cheer and just be bros. And like, I feel like this song is calling them out in a time where bands hadn't started calling out people for it. Like Propagandy, I think even totally. came out after calling people out for it. But this is a song and it, I just always liked it. And like, I just think about when we saw Propagandy last time and there was just dudes pummeling people. And like you and me aren't small guy. Like, I guess I'm small, but I'm like, I'm tough enough to handle myself in there. And I got pummeled out of there by fucking jocks. And like, yeah. I was just thinking about like, I can't imagine being a band and you're singing about how stupid this is and seeing these guys do it. <laughs> yeah. The irony is pretty thick. Yeah. And how they don't know that they're, just as stupid and like i'm the first to admit when i first started going to shows i liked moshing and i was probably an asshole but when you when bands started calling people out for it i learned about safe spaces and how stupid that was and stuff and i'm glad i got called out on it and i'm glad i learned to know that like it's a, a show should be for everyone you don't have to mosh and be an idiot like there's a difference between enjoying and being up against the stage and i don't even have hate the idea of pits and stuff like that but like you can respect people and it's not about the pit. It's about the music. It's about the lyrics and all that stuff. So as cheesy as this song is, I felt it had a place in the show conversation of this episode. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's a good call. And I think you've, you've argued a very good point. And this is a safe space too, Mike. I'm never going to make fun of you. All right. All right. Just behind my back. Well, yeah, not openly. Okay. <laughs> Just on the socials. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. And I, I think, I think you're right. I think, you know, and not to dive, not to dive back into this conversation, but again, with at the drive-in, you know, like that really was a big part of what killed that band was the violence that was, was happening, you know, in front of the stage that they were begging and pleading for people to stop. And like, 
I didn't, I never knew that. Like I, I didn't know I, that I didn't at realize all. And that. I was a huge at the drive-in fan at the time. Like, that's why I'm saying like, I don't know if I knew how big at the drive-in was. Cause we like at the record store, I like, I would put it on and people would be like, turn that shit off. Right. Right. <laughs> so I just assumed it didn't sell that well from here. Well, and like that music specifically too, right? Like, you know, propaganda, good riddance, you know, I, I would say there's, there's more uh, melody than, than screaming, right? Like the yeah. aggression in the music is not the same. Yeah. Like, like at the drive-in is aggressive music. And like, even at the age I'm at right now, before reading that, like I would have never put that together that like, here's an, a band that plays super aggressive music. That's like, stop hurting each other. Well, see, the thing is they're so political and the lyrics were always so political that I will, I get it. Like, and I always got that, but I just didn't, I just, I guess in my head, I was like, and, and we were old enough to know this by that time too. Like I'm not 50, I'm not 15 when at the drive-in comes out. Right. And I'm just like, like, I guess, cause they were getting lumped in with bands like Limp Bizkit and, right. and to some extent Rage Against the Machine. But I mean, Rage has always been funny to me too. Cause like you've got probably fucking neo-Nazis that love Rage Against the Machine and don't understand that they love Rage well, Against the Machine. <laughs> I think at a rage show, like you expect to be hurt if you're near the front, like yeah. I, that just, that seems, and I guess maybe that's what I'm trying to say is like, I just thought that that, at the that was kind like of that? intrinsic to that music, right? Like yeah. how can you have super aggressive music and not expect and not have people banging into each other? In, I don't, you know, in a, I don't even think it was the banging. I think it was the in the aggression of it was, had nothing to do with the music. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't mind moshing at a show i mean i'm too old where i don't like seeing it even but i mean like i get the anger and the aggression but like be there for the right reasons i guess i think it, i think no, it, I hear at the drive-in probably when they were in basements and stuff we're, we're fine with to some extent but they didn't want to see people getting hurt they wanted it as a positive space like they didn't want i don't think i mean i'm not in the band so i can't comment but that's my impression so when you start going to giant festivals and people are just beating people up for the sake of like doing it like i think totally. that's the, i think that's the issue more than like i think no band would want that right eh. like no matter what kind of okay no Fred band Durst. within within our yeah well, <laughs> the I, I bands think, that we I, talk well, about i think the punk support. rock the punk rock ethos is like safe space yeah but there's that line with these bands where like chunks of people come and they don't care about that part of it right they're just there to rage Right. They're there to make like just hit somebody or like right. the aggressive part of it. They're there jock rocking it. Totally. And, and and I totally hear what you're saying. I guess it's still though seems, you know, it's this it's this odd dichotomy. Yeah. You know, between the two, right? Um So I it, always it, I always associate at the drive in and refuse at the same time in my head. Yeah. And I would say the same same thing for refuse. I'm like you, because you cross into that metal genre, rock, hard rock genre, you're going to get people that don't know about the importance of lyrics and the importance of like the punk rock thing, like where you right. come from. So they miss out on that stuff. So and and, and maybe the, the lyrics aren't easy to understand all the time, too, which right. might be some of it. But I don't know. Anyway, if you go to a show. You can rage, but don't be a chud and don't ruin people's times. <laughs> I love that word, chud. Yeah. Hit the lights, the dirty nail, and... Salt. Good riddance. 
and it seems that aggression's all you know. Stop throwing your fist without your head. Cause I've made it in the show. Here we go. This kind of goes back to your talk about like how, and I don't know if we were talking about this while we were under the record or not, but how you were talking to me about how I, uh, you know, I, I, I take a, a hard stance on a lot of things or I dig my <laughs> heels in about things and I make decisions that are uninformed. No, Which, I don't know. If you know that, no, no. I, uninformed is not the, not the thing you just, it's not, no, it's not an uninformed decision. All right. All right. I would say you're very informed. It's more like, you're just like, you've just decided. I made a decision and yeah. I have to say, I'm, I'm very much a man of my convictions. That's, that's for certain. Yeah. Uh, um, I respect and, it. Well, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. I, I don't think that this is a band that I dug my heels in about. Um, but I also don't know why. I'm only really like getting into this band now because I really like it. And I, I would have put them on my, what we've been listening to, but I know we try and keep that with like more recent things as opposed to like, Oh, I was listening to this album from 15 years ago. Um, so that's what our band, Friday Instagram posts are for <laughs> the band that I'm referring to, which actually did make my Friday list uh, is rocket from the crypt. Oh yes. Yes. And this album came out in 2002, which is shocking to me because I feel like it's way ahead of its time. Um, I mean, maybe to the extent of I needed another 20 years before <laughs> it would come around for me. Um, but it's so good. And I th we were talking about this the other day. And I think for some reason, I, I don't know if if they came up here like at least a couple of times or not, but like I have this very distinct visual of seeing them on bills and thinking that they were a Calgary band and thinking just like passing on them for that reason, like, which is so stupid, but like thinking that, you know, they were just like this kind of generic Calgary band. And, and that's why I didn't give them a lot of time. And you were saying that kind of was the same thing for you, which well, no, is so odd. I did listen to them. A little bit later, I wasn't on their first, their first, like when they first started getting popular, I did like, uh, like them after, but for the, for a similar reason, I thought they were a local band yeah. and I also <laughs> got them conf confused with a local band called Forbidden Dimension, which I think is hilarious that you had the same exact same So I'm thing. wondering if they played shows <laughs> with Forbidden Dimension here or right. if like, like I know our buddy Devin really liked Rocket from the Crypt, like right out of the gates. Like he was, okay. he was in that. Like those jewel guys are all into drive by Jehu and and like all all this church John of, Reese's bands the church of John Reese yeah <laughs> they're like all about them and they were always about rock from the crypt and maybe I just assumed because they talked about it so much that yeah. they were just a local band that I had never really cared for <laughs> yeah and I remember distinctly hearing them on like do you remember when CJ ninety two used to have like a like a punk thing not not the thing that was on x92 but cj92 also had like no a thing for a very brief period where they played local music because they even played some of our stuff on there okay and like it was it was such a brief period but rocket from the crypt was once on there so i think i also thought it was it just reinforced your <laughs> yeah. idea that this was a, a local anyway, band wrong they were really good i should have yeah like i just never had listened to them and yeah I, I love Rocket from the Crypt, so that's my favorite of, of his bands. 
it's it's truly like all of the things that I like about John Reese's projects rolled into a single band. Like all those great things just put into one. Mm-hmm. It's great. I, I really, I really enjoy it too. Um, I, I feel a little bit silly that it's taken me this long to come around to an album that came out in 2002. Um, but I've just been like diving into all of their music. Um, this, the song that I chose comes from an album called uh, Live from Camp X-Ray, um, which is, would be their final studio album, studio album, not a live album, which is also odd. Um, but the song is called I Can't Feel My Head. And though I know that this song may not be exactly about a show, it's how I hear it and it's how I read the lyrics because it gives reference to me to going to shows when I was younger. So, you know, feeling the aches of a show kind of the following day and like having that sore body or like, you know, the ringing in your ears for sometimes many days feeling hung over even though you were straight edge (laughs) exactly and i i don't know that that's exactly what he's talking about but that's definitely how i receive the song um but also finding community you know you were talking about it earlier and i think this song really resonates with that finding of community um i mean it's pretty plain and simple in the lyrics um so i'm not going to read them out to you but uh yeah this this song just as I found this in, you know, the four weeks since it's been last time we recorded, this was one that really just jumped out to me. Solid pick, Nate. Solid pick. Um, my next one is a local band. Uh, <laughs> as far as I know. No, I, I, yeah. I'm 100% sure they're local. And I picked it because it reminded me of going to shows Um and how much fun I had. It reminded me of going to Hounsfield Heights or or the Multicultural Center and how important and fun this was for me. Um, the band's Knucklehead. The song nice. is the band played on. Nice. Off another neurotic episode. This was uh, actually on my short list, Mike. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, Knucklehead are a great local band. I think they're pretty popular in North America. They had enough of a following in the underground North American punk scene. Uh, they're now a band called Territories and they're on Pirate Press. Still really good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to put, like I said, wanted to put it on because it's a, it's a song about going to shows for me anyways. I don't even know yeah. if the song is really about going to shows, but there's a band playing on. One yeah. <laughs> thing I do hate is this album always pissed me off because the track listing's off. Oh, really? Yeah. On the back. Is it, is like, it worth more? I don't doubt it. But like, <laughs> I don't know if it was ever done on purpose or not, but like. I think the band played on is listed as another neurotic episode on, on this, like on the actual back of the album. Hmm. Check it out one day. It pissed, it, it's always bothered me. <laughs> I'm like, cause and it still bothers you today. Well, yeah, I think like low Chan, cause you know, like the lyrics to the songs are, aren't like hard to decipher. So right. unless the song about low Chan is not called low Chan. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's the gimmick to it. It could have been. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's the key. I'll, I'll have to ask. We'll have to get them on the show one day and ask them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For all the bands we have on shows. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great pick. I, uh, I definitely had that one uh, on the short list, which is not often. Yeah, we don't that, uh, we don't overlap, especially we don't on sync a, up that often. Not on a deep cut like that. No, exactly. 
I like how I picked a fake local band and you picked an actual local band. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what it is, man. It's so funny, though, that like what a random thing to think. And then even more insane that you and I thought the exact same thing Hold and on. never talked about it until now. What if those the, those assholes in Jewel just told us they were local all the time and we just bought it? That's that a, could that's have happened, very, too. Like, would it shock you if Devin and Mike did that to you? And you're just like... No. But it definitely takes it takes away from the coolness of the story. <laughs> it was just some jerks that told you guys lies as opposed to like, you guys are true best friends. <laughs> yeah, we both made the same dumb mistake. I can't feel my head. Rocket from the crypt and the band played on Knucklehead. <laughs>
I guess it's that time, the time where I say thank you because we're polite people around here. But uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who's listened and supported our podcast. We really appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm assuming Nate appreciates it. I'm just going to speak for the both of us. Oh, he's he's chimed in. So I appreciate it. Um, we appreciate the community we've created in our group chat uh, and on Instagram and all the other social outlets where you guys have reached out to us. Um, you can find this and other episodes on our website and via most streaming services. And here's where I'm going to get a little preachy. I'm not saying don't listen to us on there. But if there's another option, maybe try listening to us on another platform that isn't Spotify. Uh, and I'll admit, I'm sure all the platforms have warts, but the whole Joe Rogan thing really got under my skin. I don't know if it's under Nate's skin, but it's really under my skin. So I'm just suggesting to look at other options. You don't have to do it. Like I, I get it, and I get there is benefits to being on Spotify. Spotify for lots of bands, and it's easy for like Neil Young to say "fuck you" to them. Or for us, like we don't, we don't, we're not going to blip Spotify's anything. So it's just more of a personal thing for me. Uh, but yeah, anyway, that's my stance. Enough from my pulpit. Again, we're really just happy that you guys listen to us and interact with us. So send your lists in, say hi. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's my jam. I really thought that was going to catch fire. Like when, when Neil did it and then I thought, all right, who's next? And then it was Joni and I'm like, okay. Then Crosby Stills. <laughs> But then it died. Uh, there are a few other people. <laughs> but like nowhere, like it did not. No, it didn't. Uh, it didn't it, have the it same. Did not get momentum going. I got a, a bit of pushback from people on it. Did you? Yeah. Well, that's not momentum. That's. No, I was surprised I got pushback because like I had a couple people write to me on, after I posted it on Instagram and be like, why? And then right. just, Joe Rogan. Wow. He's just one thing don't you know how much artists make on there? And I was like, okay, whatever. I get it. I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just my thing. I, You're I don't care. You're to have thoughts, Mike. You can have thoughts. I'll stand, I'll stand beside you while you have thoughts. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Turns out he's a racist too, so it's not just about vaccines. <laughs> so fuck him. <'em>. <laughs> if you want to support a bald guy, support Nate. Hey, there we go. Yeah. So we're at our fifth choice now. <laughs> about songs about shows so this song is brought to you by guitar hero 3 because that's how it was delivered to me i had never heard of this band or this song before that and then i just couldn't get enough of it uh the band is the helicopters the song is i'm in the band off of the album rock and roll is dead from 2005 and i just i just love this song um it seems odd that it was on guitar hero like i i just thought okay maybe this is a band that just kind of like i missed but like the helicopters are not like a real uh popular or or talked about band at least on this side of the world at least to the the information that gets served up to me did you like do you kind of feel the same like that that feels like a real deep cut for guitar hero yeah and no just because of the popularity of sweden and and metal and rock and roll like i feel like they're bigger than i would say they are in europe than they are in north america but they have a pretty big following here like is that right yeah they have a pretty big following i was 
I was surprised when I first heard them, was shocked that I hadn't heard a lot about them. And then, like, since then, I mean, when did Guitar Hero 3 come out? A long time ago. Yeah. Like, like at least, well, okay, so 2005. So let's say almost 20 years ago. Yeah. Wow. Is that fair? Jeez, that's a long time. Anyways, I haven't heard a lot about the helicopters between then and now. And, you know, like, I get that they took some breaks, like they split in 2008, we came back in 2016. Someone died in too, right? I I didn't go that far oh. down the the rabbit hole. I just know that there was a an eight year break in there, mm-hmm. um, and then they came back to celebrate their award winning debut, super shitty, to the max, <laughs> which according to the wiki won a Swedish Grammy. <laughs> Did you know that there were Swedish Grammys? Uh, I didn't know they were called Swedish Grammys, but I knew they were awards. Well, they might have a different yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. But- no, like metal's so, it's so different over there. Like it's like more like pop music, I think, than here. Wow. It's, I mean, I, would you call this metal? No, but it's of that ilk, right? So like. Right. It's of that. Yeah, I, so, I get what you mean. So of the that reason, tree. The reason I know a lot about the helicopters is because every person I know that liked the helicopters was like. Mike, you should you'll love the helicopters. They sound like Kiss. Right. They have very they have a very Paul Stanley esque vibe right. to the vocals. <laughs> and like right. every person, why is it asking me if I want to leave? <laughs> no, I'm still here. I don't know. It asked me if I wanted to leave. <laughs> Just say no. I did. Maybe I don't want to leave. Yet. Your, maybe it's your rant about Spotify. Yeah. <laughs> Squadcast owned by Spotify. They're everywhere, man. Joe Rogan's coming for me. He's sending some UFC fighters. Joe Rogan. He's sending some UFC fighters and some racists to my house right now. He's sending Dave Foley. <laughs> Dave <laughs> and Andy Dick. Yeah. I think I could take them both. <laughs> I think so too. Uh anyway, yeah. I just think everyone always told me about them because of the kiss thing they're okay. like you'll love them and do you but, love them yeah no i don't know i like them i think there's okay. other bands that do it better than them at okay. bands that they're involved in <laughs> like what what are some of like the other bands Imperial they're Electric, involved in? i think is a better band okay uh personally um or like a band like the a band you turned me on to marvel i think they are oh. better at that sound than helicopters personally really but. interesting interesting very but i mean i like them and i respect what they've done and they they carried that torch in that world for a long time I right think. so well on the up and up they got signed in 2021 to a new label and they have a new album coming out this year um so like Lots happened since 2005 when this yeah. song came out and then got thrown into the Guitar Hero 3 mix. <laughs> the 3 mix. Do you like the first one? Get ready for the 3 mix. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's that's all I got to say. I, I really, it's it's funny when I find these bands, and I mean, like a lot of times you've definitely heard of the band and you've just never told me about it. And I wonder if you're just like, ah, uh, Nate's not ready for this. Well, I'm ready for it now. Mike. 25 <laughs> so years <laughs> later. Is there any, I'll go through my best of 2004. Let's see if there's anything and I think you should check out. Start handing um, them off. This yeah. new upcoming band. <laughs> Were you still doing the top 500 in 2004? Well, I had to for at work at that time. That was a work thing. Go find your binder. Yeah. 
go to the tab that says 2004. It's gonna <laughs> and what, you're gonna rock your socks with all these what, hidden gems that you didn't know about. What did you choose for the fifth and final pick, Mike? Uh, I picked a hold steady song off Heaven Is Whenever, and the song is called Barely Breathing. So I did some research, and this song is about a Youth of Today show where a fight broke out, and the st- singer started handing out Hare Krishna leaf- leaflets, which has always been a weird thing to me. What is the deal wow. with Hare Krishna and hardcore? Like, I, it obviously we're too old for it, or too young for it to know what happened with all that stuff. But I always knew there was some sort of weird, like Krishna thing with hardcore bands. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just because it's weird. <laughs> right like that's the only reason it makes sense is because it's odd but i I, the reason i really did end up picking is because i thought this song is obviously about craig finn growing up in 80s hardcore and it's it's a little bit different but that like the idea of shows and getting wrapped up in that in the culture of going to shows there's like there's so many parallels uh because there's always some version of this of this fight and like Harry Krishna, there's like, there was always some sort of politicking going, going on or like totally some sort of thing. And you, it's just funny how you, there was some drama or like some cause that was all of a sudden you all had to be this cause or you all had to. And if you were against it, it was, it, it's weird because this counterculture is all about being inclusive, but even in all that, we're still exclusive and like, we try not to be the jocks or the popular kids, but even in all that, it's like if you weren't straight edge at this time, it was a big deal. Or if you weren't vegan, it was a big deal. Or if you liked, or if you wore Adidas to a show or something like that, and so people would be like, it's just a weird thing. So there's still a popularity contest in this world, even though you strive to not be part of the popularity contest. Totally. So I I, I just thought of that, and uh, when I was listening to the song, and I was like. Well, I might not know about Harry Krishna and fights at hardcore shows. I can relate to the weirdness of this culture of going to shows. So I thought it fit, and I thought it was a good way to end the episode. Just because you, if you grew up in any sort of punk scene, you know something like this happens. Totally. So, yeah, it's a little reflective too. I, yeah. I like that you're returning to your reflective time yeah. at the end of the show. I like that about you, Mike. Thank you, Nathan. This was fun. This was really fun. Did you enjoy this topic? I did, actually. I didn't enjoy picking the songs when I did it, but when I picked my songs and thought about it, and I enjoyed our conversation about it a lot more than I thought. Now that we've gotten through it, do you see the difference between this and the top five songs from The Road? Fine, Nathan. You're right. (laughs) How many times do you want me to say it? Just... Just the one last is good. You you were right. I was wrong. You were right. Next time, the topic will just be about pizza. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hard. Five songs about pizza? Just pew, pew, pew the whole way through? There's a band in Calgary called Pizza Bath. I'm sure they have a song about pizza. <laughs> Probably. That'd be odd if they didn't. Yeah. I'm in the band, The Helicopters, and... The Hold Steady barely breathing thank you for listening stay cool be excellent to each other and stay safe out there fuck joe rogan (laughs) pro nate anti joe rogan
seen them just after midnight Well, they were down on the rock and still high from the street fire and barely breathing We were barely breathing Showing up at shows like you care about the scene still Oh, where were you when the blood spilled? They almost killed me They got pretty sketchy We tried to push forward Now we're pointing at the scoreboard And it feels so amazing Summer 88 was all heat and intensity So the utility at the 7th Street entry There were skins in the pit Some of them tried to kill me Same club next summer And now they're called Shelter And after the show I spoke with a singer And he tried to hand me a pamphlet About Hare Krishna I said you gotta be kidding you're bald you no hiding it you be out front with it you wear a shirt that says i'm bald <laughs> i i don't think you need a shirt like i think it's being bald is pretty on the nose well if you got a hat <laughs> and you're hiding it if if you were to do that i suppose yes. if you but were then to why wear the hat i don't know right i definitely did not stick my dig 
I definitely did not dig my heels. I thought in you about. said stick my dick in. I was like, what? <laughs> like, wow, Nate. <laughs> That's I mean, what we say now, right? I guess. Now that we're on Spotify. I guess, yeah. Spotify's cool with that, right? <laughs> Let me take that again. Yeah. It it would it would get the vibe going real quack. It would get the vibe. <laughs> Sorry, Nate. That's okay. COVID okay? cough. Yeah, COVID cough. Just give me one second. Sorry. All right. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> yep. <coughs> I apologize. <coughs> okay. 